You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Well, last week we started a series called Hindsight 2020, taking a real look at 2020 and the truth of what really happened uh, as, uh, as a church, as individuals, what's happening in our culture. And we really acknowledged last week that 2020 was a year dominated with crisis and tragedy, division, disease, of course, fear and struggle. And really, uh, as a church, I just want to be transparent, uh, it was a tough year for the Gateway Church. Uh, 2020, we lost three staff pastors, or three staff members in 2020. And we lost one right away at the beginning of the year, one mid-year, and one right at the end of the year. We talked about that last week. We also, last year, lost two board members, people that we love, and we love the staff as well, and, and, uh, and that, was, that was really difficult. All year long, we tracked uh, in, a, in a negative. We only had two out of 12 months that we hit budget, and uh, for the year, we ended up about $60,000 behind projected income needed for the year, and, uh, and so that was a, a, a challenge for sure, and that's all on the church side. And then if I were honest, on the personal side, I've mentioned this, we're, we were candid about this uh, in the middle of the summer. Uh, Jessica and I, we experienced the largest financial setback that we had ever experienced in our 20, now 25 years of being married. This year we were celebrating 25 years. And it was not COVID related, but it was, uh, it was difficult. And I ended up going to work. Uh, Jessica ended up uh, have, working two jobs. I worked not only here at the Gateway Church, but I was delivering pizzas for just over 60 days, six days a week. Every night I was delivering pizzas uh, pretty much. And then, of course, I got COVID, and then, uh, then our, a lot of our staff got COVID, and we're quarantined. And, uh, and then just even recently, um, in our family, uh, someone that's very close to us just passed, not because of COVID directly, but indirectly, um, our old neighbor, I always call him old neighbor, and he was always get offended. Uh, but I'm like, man, you're 90 years old. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, I would visit him, and some of you know uh, Darrell. Um, he would come on occasion. Um, but when COVID hit, he was one of the strongest 90-year-old men I've ever met. And, but he was used to going out every morning for coffee, six days a week, and then he would eat out uh, once a day, every day. And when COVID hit, he wasn't able to do that. And over the months, he just kind of deteriorated in the fall. I'm thinking, man, this is not good. When 2021 hit, the last three weeks that I visited him, uh, every week I said goodbye, basically. And then this last Sunday, I told him I loved him. We shared stories. I thanked him for his friendship. And we prayed that the Lord would take him. And the Lord did this week. And it wasn't a, he didn't die from COVID-19, but uh, because of the effects of that. And, and I'm thinking, man, you know, 2020, you know, when you look back, it was a tough year uh, for, for our family, for the church. And, uh, and what we talked about last week as we were looking back is that 2020 really magnified our weaknesses. It also exposed our deficiencies and accelerated a moral decline that was already existent. And the truth is, 2020 had a physical, an emotional, a financial, and a spiritual toll on people all over the world, 
uh, right here in West Michigan and even here at the Gateway Church. And it's hard to say that. And we revealed last week the ugly truth that we are all sinners and our sin nature was uh, right at the forefront in 2020. And we talked about pride last week and how pride uh, it can get in in so many different ways. For individuals, certainly we see pride when there's ego and arrogance and haughty. And those are kind of the big extremes. But then we talked about the subtle ways that pride gets in, that when you complain, there's pride at the root of that. When you compare yourself or compare a situation, there's pride there. When you criticize, there's pride. And these are poisons to our soul. And we saw our fair share of all those things, complaining, comparing, criticizing in 2020. And we really talked last week that it was this idea, this mindset of blank and Jesus, that you can fill in the blank, that it was something else. It could be our family or extracurricular activities and Jesus. It's our work and Jesus. It's our friendships and Jesus. It's our, uh, our sports or our fitness and Jesus. And what we said is when you are blank and Jesus, it's Jesus as an add-on to our lives, and it's dangerous. And it wasn't just individuals. For the church, 2020 was a disruptive year. It was a tough year, like I mentioned before. And certainly, from a a big standpoint, since the existence of the Gateway Church for the last two decades, there's been a gradual decline in church attendance overall over the past 20 years. But in 2020, there was a significant change. One in five churchgoers that were regular attenders had stopped, and moving into 2021, have stopped attending church of any kind. One out of five. That's online or in person. And again, it just magnifies this idea of blank and Jesus, even church and Jesus. And then our culture, the trends, and there's a slow decline, right? And now it's magnified, and there's a lot of division, and we're divided, and divisiveness, and a lot of hatred, selfishness, accusatory language that we see, and very worldly as well. And at the best, with the culture, it's blank and Jesus. Jesus as an add-on. And again, it's been a tough year for many of us, and it's hard to talk about some of these things. But when uh, COVID hit, my wife was uh, intrigued by all the memes that were coming out for 2020 and related to COVID. And I I told her I was going to use some of these. And and so uh, we're going to go ahead and do these are a couple of our favorites. It's the first time in history where we could save the human race by laying in front of the TV and doing nothing. Let's not screw this up, right? That's good. (laughs) The next one, some people aren't shaking hands because of the coronavirus, right? Well, I'm not shaking hands because everyone's out of toilet paper. And uh, when we look back at 2020, we will talk about toilet paper. We'll talk about it with our kids and our grandkids. And and they won't understand it, but we're going to talk about it. All right, next one. If 2020 were a drink, it would be a colonoscopy prep. Oh, that's Jessica's favorite. And I told her, I said, no, I'm not sure we should do that. And she made me. She twisted my arm. We put it in there. All right, next one. And here we go. When you send your kids to school wearing a mask, they come back wearing a different mask because they traded at lunch. Oh, 
Maybe that happened with your family. Oh, and uh, I could, it's just, it's a horrible thing. All right, next one. We got if 2020 were a scented candle, take a big whiff. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that's gross. And then uh, some cool places we visited uh, in 2020. Just let that sink in, <laughs> right? None of us were going anywhere. And last one, if 2020, if we were celebrating, if it was a pinata, Oh, man. Yeah, it was just one of those years, right? And uh, last week we said that 2020 was a dumpster fire of a year. That was Dave Ramsey. Back in uh, November, he started talking like that. And I was thinking about it. When he says it's a dumpster fire of a year, does that mean that it's all lost, right? And it got me thinking, was this a throwaway year? I don't think so. I hope not. But it did get me thinking, what if... I or we were removed from 2020. What if as individuals, you were just ejected out of your life, almost like the Christmas movie, I can't remember the name of it again. It's a Wonderful Life, right? Um, the, the Christmas movie where he can look in like if he didn't exist. What if you could do that as an individual for you in your life? What if you didn't exist last year? Or what if as a church, we did not exist in 2020, what kind of impact would that have had locally and globally? And we asked you guys to participate in a survey and uh, looking at some things that kind of got to the, to the idea of this. And, and we asked a couple questions. The first two questions were this. What was the hardest thing you faced in 2020? And a lot of you talked about death or uh, health issues. And not death within the church, but maybe a relative uh, or an extended family member. And then isolation. Kids' extracurriculars taken away or finances. Uh, someone mentioned that their furnace went out and it was like a $6,000 uh, expense, and, and uh, it, was, it was tough on them. And then we asked the second question, what was the most positive thing? Because I don't believe 2020 was a throwaway year, and there was certainly time with family and better jobs, and, and finances were okay. We saw that as a theme, which kind of surprised me, and which, but I was really grateful to see. 2020 was tough, though. And so we're saying, man, are we ready for a hard reset in 2021? So we talked about what's the most exciting looking forward in 2021. And people put events and vacations and family. Getting back to normal, good health, and the end to the pandemic. And certainly those are things that we can be excited about looking forward. The last question we asked was, what was the cons most concerning looking forward in 2021? And people talked about their health, safety, COVID. But what really caught my attention were many people talked about unity of the believers. And even here at the Gateway Church, that's so important. And three-fourths of the people, and there were a ton of you guys that participated. I want to say thank you. We heard you. Uh, but three out of four mentioned politics concerning moving forward in 2021. And do you think about the week that we're about to have, and uh, certainly that is uh, an issue. And I just want to speak to that just real briefly and move on, but that when you talk about power, you talk about politics and even preferences, you ask the question, well, when will things be different? What can we expect moving forward? Well, let me just declare this, that until King Jesus comes for his church, which Revelation 19 says is going to happen, until that happens, there will not be true peace. 
There will be global, you know, uh, crazy ups and downs. And, but when Jesus comes, the promise of true peace is for real. It's our blessed hope, and we can rely on that. And so we put our faith and our hope in Jesus. Amen? We don't put it into a policy or a politics, anything like that. But let's talk about, a, uh, in hindsight, 2020, a hard reset. What is really needed? Many of us, as we acknowledged last week, have lived with this idea, this mindset of blank and Jesus. And it could be family and Jesus, work and Jesus, school and Jesus, uh, friends, finances, you fill in the blank, right? But it's anything where, anything you put in that first slot becomes an idol, and idolatry is pride, it's the worst of the sins, and it is really, it needs to be flipped where now we see Jesus and blank. And it's not easy to live that way. And not everyone will do it. And my challenge today is that the choice is yours. Are you willing to step into a, a, a reversal where Jesus becomes the priority in your life no matter what? You say, well, why would you consider that? Well, I think it really leans to our impact as individuals. Let's talk about our impact. We want our lives to matter, don't we? If I went through and one by one, if I said, hey, do you want your life to matter? You want your life to We're going to say yes for sure. We want our lives to mean something. And the fact is that when we add Jesus as an add-on, it diminishes our impact. It makes a difference when we put Jesus in the first place seat. But when we don't and we live for ourselves, at least in the long term, it will not satisfy. When we live for ourselves, it will leave us empty and depressed and feeling useless. When we decide to wrestle with the impact of our lives and we start to put Jesus first, at first it may look great and to some degree it is for sure life is, when life is smooth or when things are up and to the right. But the true commitment to Jesus is revealed, it's tested during trials. And that's really what 2020 was. It was a perfect year for testing. And some of us failed, others of us passed. I don't think anyone got through 2020 without a scar or two. And when we talk about impact, let's talk about impact. Last week our encouragement was to stay humble to keep listening and to trust Jesus. And not only trust Jesus, but to follow his playbook, his instructions, his example, his humility. And I just want to warn you, what we're about to talk about is not easy. But I do believe it's possible to live with humility. Look at Mark chapter 8, verses 34 and 35 says, and this is Jesus, it says, He called the crowd to him along with his disciples so you can just imagine Jesus bringing people in close, right? It's not only his disciples. This is to the crowds as well. He says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their lives will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Let's leave that up there just for a moment. Get your mind around that. Take a look at that. We're talking about losing our lives, dying to ourselves. It's the way of the cross. 
And let me just be clear. Some people will use the, the term, oh, it's my cross to bear. But we're not talking about strained relationship or a thankless job or of even a physical illness. The way of the cross is not symbolic to bear a burden. In the first century, when Jesus said these words, the first people hearing this, it, when they said to bear the cross, it meant one thing and one thing only, death by the most painful and most humiliating means. So carrying your cross means a willingness to die in order to follow Jesus. Dying to self. Total surrender. Jesus and blank. Bringing Jesus into everything we do. And by the way, Jesus just didn't suggest this for his followers. He modeled this behavior to the greatest degree by dying on a cross. Church, Jesus gave up his rights. He gave up his preferences. Politically, he paid his taxes and even submitted himself to, a, to the jury and to, uh, to the, to the um, court system. He was beaten and bruised. He was dragged through three trials the night before he was put on the cross. And all three of those were illegal, but he allowed it. He was quiet. He didn't speak when he could have, for sure, and blown everyone out of the water. And ultimately, he gave his life on the cross. Jesus laid down his rights. He laid down his preferences. We've asked the question, and maybe you've asked the question this last year, what do you think Jesus would have done in 2020 if he was walking around the earth? What do you think he would have done with masks? or with worship at home, or with technology, or any other things that were changed, or, or kind of big topics in 2020. I believe that Jesus would have used technology. <laughs> I believe he would have followed the law and order. I believe he would have held his tongue more than many of us did. And I believe humility, not pride, would have been at the forefront of everything he did. And I don't believe he would have boasted in his own preferences or what was right. Let's go back to that verse, Mark 8, uh, 34 and 35. Look what it says. It says, then he called the crowd to him, right? He says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever wants to lose their life for my sake and for the gospel will save it. As I meditated on that verse this last week, I'm thinking, man, I wish there was someone else that could share this verse. Because the truth is, my example, I have failed this in so many ways in 2020 and other, other times in my life. I wish there was someone greater, someone, uh, a better example that, that could stand and challenge you and pull the best out of you this morning. But then I was thinking, you know what? <laughs> it's not easy. And even if Jesus were standing right where I am today and invited you personally to follow this, there would be some that would walk away and not engage in this kind of sacrifice. You say, well, what are you talking about? Well, I don't want to sugarcoat this in 2021. 
I do believe that Jesus is calling us to the same thing here. The ask is big, and it's not easy. There's a story in Luke chapter 9 where three individuals were asked to follow Jesus, and they all where they all ended up having a situation. Their mindset was, well, blank and Jesus. Let's look at it. Number one, uh, in verse 57, it says, And they were walking along the road, and a man said, I will follow you wherever you go. In other words, this guy that's walking along with Jesus says, Jesus, you're my guy. I'm with you through thick and thin. And what did Jesus reply? He said, foxes have uh, dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. In other words, what you're about to say or what you're saying that you'll do, it's harder than you think. The second example, another man says, Jesus said to another man, follow me. It'd be like saying to Dennis, Dennis, follow me. Jesus saying that specifically. But the man replied, Lord, let me go and bury my father first. Again, let's worry about a funeral and Jesus, blank and Jesus. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead and you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And not only two, but a third, a third and still another says, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus replied, No one who puts the hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of heaven. Three examples of people being invited into the adventure of a lifetime and three seemingly willing to walk away because of their mindset was blank and Jesus instead of Jesus first and then whatever it was to follow. See, blank and Jesus is easier to swallow. It's easier to live that way. And I certainly uh, could give you examples where I have chose that kind of mindset. But we're trying to flip things to say in 2021 and really our lives as a whole that it should be Jesus and then everything else. And I do believe that God is calling. He's waking us up. He's saying, look, count the cost and be willing to be, be willing to say, be willing to go wherever he is leading. And so what does that mean? It means for some, some of us will face the loss of our family. Others will be loss of friends when you draw a line in the sand and say, I'm going to put Jesus first. For others of you, you might lose your reputation or lose your, even your career. And there certainly may be those among us that when you decide to put Jesus first, that you would lose your life for the sake of the cross. See, taking up your cross daily means that you give up on your hopes and dreams and possessions for the sake of the kingdom. But don't worry. It's not like you give those things up because then the reward is so much greater on the other side, on this side of eternity and for eternity, every single time the reward is so great. See, a hard reset that you might be looking for is called laying down your life for Jesus, picking up your cross and having that mindset, Jesus and blank. We're three weeks into 2021, and we are here today, and you're tuning in online, or you're here uh, in person, and I just want to speak into you some truth. 
that each and every one of us exist at this time, in this time in history, in this place, for a reason. We all have a plan and a purpose. You are placed in your neighborhood. You are placed within your coworkers, within your family, within your city. And last week I mentioned that I believe that the Lord is roaming the West Michigan looking for individuals and families and looking for a church to use in this season. And I believe that is true. I went back to Scripture looking for places where kind of would confirm that. And in John chapter 4, it talks about the Father seeking true worshipers in this season. Luke 19 verse 10 says, The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. The Lord is looking for people to not only save, but then to use for His glory. And the truth is, is where we sit today in 2021... I believe that the stakes are higher than ever. 4.5 billion people do not believe in Christ, according to David Platt's book, Radical, which is a couple years old. He also mentions in this book that 1 billion people have still never heard the name of Jesus. See, in his book, Radical. This would not be a book that you read on vacation because it kind of, he says, you know, there's no time to waste and he kind of debunks the American dream and it's, it's kind of a tough book, but I finished reading it this week and, and it just kind of captured my heart and it, and it really brought me back to that idea of impact and, and the possibilities and just believing that when we give it all, when we say, God, we want you number one, that there are huge benefits and huge potential for impact. But that impact is diminished when we're selfish and when pride is existent. When it's all about our preferences and we flex our authority or our own agenda. When we're only concerned with our own comfort, not pride, but with humility. Our impact is directly related to our ability to run towards needs. Run towards danger, David Platt says. In fact, he says danger increases proportionally with our depth with the Lord. So the deeper you go with the Lord, the the stronger your relationship, the more commitment to saying Jesus, number one, the higher potential for danger in your life. And then that brought me to think about our vision statement. Our vision statement is simply to be a healthy, multiplying church known for making an impact in our community and our world. And I want to focus on that making an impact idea here just for a moment. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come as we uh, close here in just a moment or two. When we look at 2020, the truth of the matter is, when we look at and answer the question, what concerned us about 2020, for me as a church, I just feel like we missed opportunities. All of us were trying to make it through, and, but it was a tough year, and it was a tough year to lead, and we didn't know which way to go a lot of the time. And, and it really, even Pastor Bobby and I, we've wrestled with, from a discipleship standpoint, it, it felt like people didn't really need us or didn't want, want to be discipled, but on our side, we didn't know what to do. There was, there was a lot of concern there. And I look back and say, man, did we even make an impact? Did I make an impact? 
Did you make an impact? And it was encouraging to me that our vision did move forward in 2020. One of you that filled out the surveys said, what was the greatest thing about 2020? And you explained that, and I I wish I knew the names because we didn't put names with it. We wanted it to be anonymous, which is fine. But one individual said, the greatest thing that happened in 2020 is I was able to lead two people to the Lord. I thought, man, there we go. Talk about impact. And I even thought about myself. I thought, man, you know, it's easy to, you know, get in a rut or, you know, get in a situation where you're thinking, man, did I, did anything I do even matter? Well, I've mentioned before that uh, right at the beginning of COVID, Jessica and I, we had, uh, you know, a financial crisis and I ended up going back to work or going to work in here and delivering pizzas. And uh, thank the Lord that was uh, short-lived because uh, I probably br- broke so many laws and went way too fast. And, and uh, uh, the Lord preserved me in that time. But I thought, you know, what was that all about, right? And just yesterday, while I was preparing, I got a text from the owner of the pizza place I served. And I had sent him a note at the beginning of the year just saying, reflecting back on 2020, hey, you you were there in my time of need. Thank you. I'll never forget your kindness and your generosity. Um, It was was incredible. Uh, In fact, John and Paige, they, uh, they sent my family to... Mackinac Island for free. They, they have a house or a condo right on the island. They gifted that to us. I mean, they were super generous. It was, it was really great. But anyway, he, he sent me this text. You think, you know, that, did it, any of that even matter? Like, what was that all about? And he said, hey, thanks for the card that I had sent. He said, we posted it so everyone in, can see it. And then he said, you have been the hands of Jesus to these people, to the employees at Mancino's during this difficult time. I think what you did as a pastor is so life-rewarding, he said. He said, you worked alongside our staff, many who had difficulties, and you always tried to show positivity. He said, I love you, brother. Blessings to you and blessings to your ministry. And just when you think, oh, did anything even matter? It matters. It matters when you show up. It matters. For the church, did you know anything we do in 2020 matter? Yes. I think from a local standpoint, we struggled. But from a global standpoint, absolutely it mattered. Uh, we've always said that missions has been and always will be the key to our future. In last year, there were two major bonuses that we gave our 120 missionaries that we support. I mean, to the tune of $30,000 in one big swoop, and then another ten dollars or $12,000 plus the ongoing support, and then a Christmas bonus as well. And that's not even including what we did for Team World Vision together for clean water. And so we did make a difference. You say, well, what's ahead? What's, where are we headed, right? Well, 2020, there's still some uncertainty. I do believe that there will be more innovation, and I believe that the Lord will help us. 
But when it comes to impact, let's put our vision statement up there again, making an impact in our community and in our world. I believe as we celebrate our 20th year of existence that our impact will be greater than ever. I said last week at the end of the service, a quote from Craig Cruchel as he was talking to pastors that were down and out and many pastors are struggling in the season and uh, the, there's like this mass exodus of people leaving ministry. And we even saw our own Pastor Drew last week. But Pastor Craig Rochelle says, in a time like this, you can bet on the church and then you back it up with faith. You bet on the church. And I just think, for us at the Gateway Church, we are poised for impact. Our vision right here is to come with humility but we're going to be known, not in a prideful sense, but in an impact way, locally and to the ends of the earth. The word for the year for us at the Gateway Church is humility. We're going to champion that. But we are calling you to a higher commitment, ready or not. Last week, we ended the service with a song called Ready or Not. We're going to do the same today, and the song is so incredible. It really is a passionate plea to say, hey, get on board. Let's put Jesus first, and you're going to win. You're going to, you're going to make it. It says in the song that he is faithful to deliver. Jesus is mighty to save. He makes good on his promises. I love that. A little later in the song, he says, he's already won the battle, right? And he's already gone before us. And so we can partner with him and we can make a difference. The call is to come. And over and over it says, come, 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 do it. And then it says, we haven't seen anything yet. And this morning, what I'd like us to do is I want us to experience this song and then participate. I'm going to ask that you stay seated for the first uh, few verses, and then when it gets going at the end, Pastor Bobby, let us know when we should stand, and then we'll sing it aloud nice and strong. But I want you to think about your life, your commitment, your example, and your desire to put Jesus first. Lord, I thank you that in these next few moments, you're going to capture our hearts and our minds. Not only for the moment, but Lord, for our lives, for 2020 and beyond. Keep us humble. Lord, keep us focused on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, Hindsight 2020, is an invitation for you to flip the roles. Instead of blank and Jesus, which is really idolatry and pride. It's putting Jesus first, Jesus and my school, Jesus and my family, Jesus and the extracurriculars, Jesus and. And when we've had that reversed, I believe that the right posture needs to be a posture of repentance. And I want to just lead the way. It's, Lord, I'm sorry. 
and I want to put you first. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me and use me. I want to put you first. And we can say that personally. And then we can say that corporately as a church. Lord, as a church, we're sorry. But Lord, choose us. We're ready. We're ready. This morning, I'm going to ask that if you are sensing like you want to step into a new season, a reset for 2021, putting God first, putting Jesus the number one, I want you just to lift your hands right where you are in a sign of surrender. And I get it. I don't want to force you to do this. I certainly don't want to uh, manipulate you. But if you're serious, you're saying, God, that's my desire, then would you repeat with me a, a, an encouragement, a, a forgiveness prayer, and then a, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to be used. With your hands raised, say, Lord, I'm sorry for putting other things first. But choose me. Use me, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me. But use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. And Father, as we say that, it's a hard reality. But Lord, with your help, we can live with that kind of intensity for your glory, for your honor. Lord, I pray that 2021 will be the greatest year of impact that the Gateway Church has ever experienced. Not for our glory, but Lord, to advance your kingdom. And Lord, I pray that you would use us. Use us as your people. Help us. And Lord, I pray now, as we're ready to go, that you'd go before us, behind us, and all around us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen, amen. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Thank you for tuning in online. For those that are here, let's go ahead and put our masks on, and we'll dismiss you from the back to the front. God bless you. Go in the grace of God. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.